Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Living in the Moment. Thank you so much for your support during our launch. I've really loved hearing the excitement and the feedback. Just being able to create this podcast and dive into these conversations really does make my moment. And I know how cheesy that sounds, but it gives me energy and excitement. And as we mentioned in this upcoming conversation, it turns my morning into, oh my goodness, I get to go to work today. So thank you for being a part of this with me. My time with TLS began a little over a year ago. I started as a moment maker on Paul Davis. I worked my way to be a team lead for Paul Davis and First On Site when they joined our brand family. And this year, I began my current role as communications coordinator. And I am awarded the opportunity every day to be creative and engage with everyone I get to work with. And by doing this and living in the moment, it adds this extra element of learning and talking about things that we don't consciously think of day to day. So on today's episode, we have Oriana and Jonathan. I have worked closely with both of them since I started with TLS. And as John mentions in this conversation, we really are a family. Together, we work hard, we play hard, and we share unlimited laughs along the way. So I spoke with them about the purpose and importance of listening to understand, displaying empathy, and how to use both of these things when engaging with customers and really anyone in day-to-day life. We talk about customer experiences that stand out to us. We have all worked together on the Paul Davis brand, so our stories do center mostly around hurricanes, a little bit of chaos, and more recently, the February freeze weather event in Texas. Uh, But I really do love to hear the passion that they both share the energy that they have when talking about customer service and being someone to listen. It's really inspiring. So I think that you're really going to love this conversation. And I do hope you feel as inspired as I do to engage with everyone around you. Now let's get to living in the moment. La, 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 la. You got to get your voice ready. You gotta A go, musical oh. genius. <laughs> you got you to get your lips and your voice ready. Like tongue with tongue, let's eat the lips. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I feel better. I feel better to speak. I'm good to go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, That's now great... now that uh, Jonathan is warmed up and ready, I, <laughs> we can begin. Um, welcome. Hello. How are you guys? I'm good, thank you. How are you today, Alicia? I'm doing quite well. John, how are you? I'm doing fairly well. Um, the sun's not out, but like as you said, I brought the sunshine today, so that's where we're at right now. It's a good day. Perfect. It's going to be a great day so far. And you uh, always bring the sunshine, John. Oh, thanks, Ori. <laughs> Both of you guys. <laughs> this whole team. All right. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, we're going to make some moments today. We're going to make oh, some moments right now. Um, I want to start off by learning a bit more about you guys. So talk to me about what you do or and how you do it well with TLS. So, John, you start. So what do I do and how I do it well with TLS? Well, I am a moment maker, as we all are. Um, I work on a project called Paul Davis and First On Site, so two projects with an S at the end. (laughs) And uh, how do I do it well? Well, um, I mean, I've been customer service for like 15 plus years. So there, it does kind of come off that as well, just having the experience. Um, But also just uh, understanding that I'm in the business of service and servicing people, especially in uh, uh, the element of restoration and emergencies. So 
um, I need to be on my game. And I come to work knowing that more than likely I am going to be dealing with some people in the hard times. And I just prepare myself for that. So that's what makes me or what enables me to be the best I can when I work. So, yeah. Beautiful. Nice. We're happy to have your expertise. Oh, I think. And Ori, how about you? Um, hi there. Yeah, my name's Ori. Uh, Oriana, call me Ori. I prefer that. I am a team lead and moment maker for the First Onsite and Paul Davis brands. Um, I do work alongside John, so it's nice to be able to finally see him more like in person as opposed to over the web as we've been doing. Um, very similar to John, I'd say that I've been in the customer service industry since I was 16. I've been a waitress since then, and it also kind of helped me like obtain a portfolio of skills and things that I can use to um, help the team and just help clients in general. Um, I do consider myself to be a fairly empathetic person, and I think that helps a lot in the customer service industry. Um, just making sure that you're, again, like on top of your game and come in prepared and present every day helps make the world go around, in my opinion. I like it. I, I love, love it. it. we're making we're making oriana laugh um so today we're talking mainly around empathy and engaging with customers and um just getting some customer service secrets so to speak of how you how you really engage with customers and and deliver that exceptional brand experience so i'm going to start off with asking what's your favorite part about being a moment maker and making moments ori would you like to start Sure, I can start. Um, so probably one of my favorite um, like attributes about being a moment maker is just the fact that we get to talk with so many different people from so many different cultures and backgrounds on a daily basis. Um, so just like interacting with people, making sure that you're with them during like a very maybe traumatic time in their life as we are dealing with clients who have had something happen to their home. Uh, their home is something very important to everybody. It's where you feel safe. It's where you go at the end of the day. So if I can be there to hold their hand or just to like make them feel a little bit better, feel like somebody's going to get out there to help them right away, then that's honestly what makes my day most of the time, just making sure that I'm being as present and listening and empathetic as I can just to help them a little bit during the day. Yeah, so true. Yeah, to touch base on what Ori was saying, like that is definitely a part of being a moment maker. But I think what really gets to me is uh, my colleagues, you guys coming to work and having such a good time and be, and feeling like I have friends and family to work with. Uh, I've been at right. different places throughout my life. I've never really had that experience anywhere else other than TLS. So I do prize that. I really do. Um, it's the people I get to work with, my, my boss. Um, fantastic people. I mean, delivering the service kind of comes with it. I, I know I wake up and it's like I'm going to work to do that, but I'm very happy to be able to talk to the people and see the people, especially being in the office uh, that I'm working with. It's amazing. So I cherish it. <laughs> and that kind of prompts a fun little question. So what I hear there is it's not, I have to go to work. It's I get to go to work. And I'm curious, mainly, John, from your perspective, if there was a big impact when you went from remote to being back in the office, did you notice a difference? Oh, goodness, I was shining. <laughs> Personally, I felt like I was alive again, you know, to leave that cage, my house. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's, it, it's somewhat true. <laughs> 
like I got to finally just get prepared to go to work, you know, every day to see smiling faces. And that just, I don't know, it really had an effect on just being more happier, I guess. You know what I mean? This pandemic affected all of us in each individual circumstances that we have, you know, unique circumstances to all of us. And mine was just being at home all the time. I didn't get to leave, but now that I do, I just feel ecstatic. I feel a lot better. I feel more prepared too to help these people. And that's very important. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, everybody had to put a pair of pants on when they went into the office. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop wearing pajamas. I mean, that's the only con, I guess. But yeah. I'm in pajamas right now, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I think on the bright side, at least we're all wearing pants is the important thing. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Shai? Like you're back at the office, like you're in the office right now. So yeah, you like being in the office. Well, I'm not in the office right now. Otherwise, oh, you're I'd be, not. Oh, I thought you were. I'd probably be saying <laughs> hello to you if I were. <laughs> That's why you thought, like, when you asked me, you know, before, maybe you can do it in my office. I thought we were going to be sitting together. I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. I probably would have jumped on that if I knew you weren't in there. It's like, oh, God, I could use Alicia's. Yeah, no, you. I was, I was inviting you to sit in my chair because I'm, I'm in my, my home office. Aww. Does this make him Mister Communication? <laughs> Absolutely. <Yes. laughs> oh, that's cute. So thinking about empathy, a big portion of it is listening and hearing the customers. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned personally with, with customer experience. And that's the biggest thing I've heard from feedback from people about customer service. So to you, what does it mean to listen to understand versus just listening and writing it down, for example. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'll start if you don't mind. Um, In my opinion, listening to understand as opposed to like listening just for the heck of it, it's like a very, very big thing. So you can definitely tell when you listen to somebody's calls in the background or anything where you can hear when somebody sounds engaged as opposed to somebody just like listening and typing and not even understanding what is actually being said. So I think their whole point is where it's like, there's a level of like emotion where you actually respond with what they're saying as opposed to just following procedure. So if somebody makes a slight little comment like, oh yeah, like it's just been a really bad month for me or something like that. Most people might just gloss over that fact, but if you're being an empathetic listener, then you're, you're taking in these little things and thinking, hey, like how would I feel if I'm going through something like this? And how would I feel if my home was being destroyed or something like that? Um, so just taking the time to acknowledge actually what they've said and say, oh, like you, you said, you're having like a bad month. Is everything OK? Like, is everyone all right in your life? Just making sure that they're listened to and heard, I think, goes a long way. And a lot of the times on the phones, like people like we don't like I'm not going to say we don't do anything, but we're not actually at the home. We're just talking to them on the phone and for them to thank us and say, hey, like, like, like I really appreciate you listening to me rant or something about that. Like, it's just those little things, in my opinion, that really make it a difference between actually just listening to do your job and listening to be empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And to touch base with that, I mean, you, you're nailing it. Um, it's really when you're listening to understand, you're not thinking about what you're going to say when they're talking, you know, you're uh, fully engaged in what they're saying. So you can repeat it back to them, essentially, let them know that you did hear everything they said. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
that like when they call in, especially with a concern, it's a given that they're expecting you to be respectful. But when they, especially when they have a concern, now it's like, it's doubled down. They are expecting you to listen to what they're saying because they're upset. <laughs> and it's really that simple. Um, take, uh, and even there, Ori, like, well, as you were talking, I found myself saying, what am I going to say after uh, Ori's finished speaking? And I immediately caught myself. I'm like, I am not doing exactly what we're talking about right now. It's very easy to get caught up in that too. And I think that's something you need to realize, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's always, especially just uh, listen. I mean, you can think about what you're going to say afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think that's so true. I just found myself doing the exact same thing. It, it's like, very easy to do. So I yeah. clicked out of Zoom and I was like, why are you clicking out <laughs> right in front of you? <laughs> We're human beings, right? But it's, it's a practice and it is a skill. It can be learned and we all can do it. But yeah. It's just uh, some people, it comes naturally. So. Yeah. And I also feel like people tend to multitask a lot of the time, or at least attempt to multitask. And if you're doing that, it kind of takes away from listening to somebody. And so I try my best when I'm on calls, especially like where I need to be empathetic or I need to actually listen to understand where it's like, okay, put everything away. Nothing matters except the person who you're on the phone with right now. Exactly. You're so right. I've noticed that same thing when I, because I listen to my own favorites of podcasts. And even if I'm cleaning or doing something that does require some attention, I am not at all listening to this at this point it's been white noise and i have no idea what's been Buddy. going on and i could yeah. never if someone asked me i could never recall what was just said but it's at least something there in the background but i'm very conscious at that point that like i'm not listening to understand i have no clue what's happening so multitasking is definitely gonna i think be our biggest fault yeah is there anything in order to be that that present and engaged is there anything that you do prior to speaking with a customer or answering a call that sets you up for that effective listening well i make sure i have breakfast in me before i start the day <laughs> gotta have that nutrition um i mean i'm being serious you you gotta make sure you got those vitamins and uh, minerals coming through you uh to be able to even listen you know get sure. that energy going and um started like i usually get to work a half an hour early and that's so i can get settled and uh, be prepared. That's like literally what I make sure I, I, I am doing um, before I start today, just to be, you know, um, chip and happy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just add on to that. I think breakfast is important, making sure that your self-awareness and your like, uh, like your mindset is being taken care of before you throw yourself into somebody else's. So what I tend to do, this might sound kind of weird, but I take like a lot of deep breaths before a phone call. It's like, okay, just clear your mind and make sure that everything's okay on your end so that you're maybe if you're upset about something, it doesn't come through with your tone or your pace during the call. So just kind of like making sure to take a step back, um, take a deep breath and make sure that you're understanding that this isn't about you in the moment. This is about somebody else. And so kind of wash that off from your head and then make sure that you're an open canvas for somebody else. Yeah. And there's nothing weird about that, by the way. Okay, I mean, thank you. <laughs> we all have our own individual things that we do to get us prepared for another call, especially after taking a very drastic concern. Yeah, and hashtag ritual. Things, yeah, and one of, the, one of the things I do is I yeah. take a deep breath. They help. <laughs> relax. Or I look at Brandon and I look at his beard and I'm just amazed. And I'm like, one day I'll have the same thing. And then I just continue on. 
And then one day it <laughs> happened and you had your own beard. <laughs> and so, it, so we all say we have, oh, it might sound weird, but we all have our unique thing we do. And uh, that helps us. So mm-hmm. that's what's important. Breakfast and breathing. And for those who may not be in the loop, Brandon is John's partner in crime in the office and has a glorious beard that I think we all have an appreciation for. (laughs) Brandon, if you're listening, it's glorious. (laughs) But I love how you say uh, breathing may sound weird. Okay, (laughs) It it might sound weird, but I breathe. I mean, it is involuntary, but if I really need to set it up, it's going to be some heavy therapeutic breathing. (laughs) (laughs) What is it like in for three, out for five or something? I don't know. You just want to make sure you're not passing out. Like just breathe as you're doing Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is now a tangent. Uh, There's some breathing technique that can help you fall asleep faster and it's like breathe in for so many seconds breathe out for so many and then hold your breath and then do it again and I tried it and it's it is stressful and, it, and it <laughs> it's the complete opposite of what it's supposed to it's, do yeah like, it does it does not work for me but <laughs> let's give your brain all the oxygen and then take it away and then you're ready for sleep <laughs> it's just so extreme i don't know <laughs> um, anywho uh is there can you think of any memorable moment or or stories or customer interactions recently or just through your time here anything super memorable that can align with displaying empathy or maybe just engaging okay this is super weird but i actually just did a qa for you john and i listened to a call (laughs) (laughs) and this old man was talking to you and he was so cute you guys were like bantering back and forth a little bit and then um you're like yeah sorry i just need to ask a couple more questions he's like no no i get it i get it he's like you're doing a great job (laughs) i was like oh that is so cute like yeah i just you guys are both in the moment and it felt like he cared just as much that you were doing a good job and taking it seriously so it was nice to hear well i'm excited to see that I, I do have, no, I do have a specific story because like this touches me. Like when I, like when I think back to it, it's like, oh, this is, it's so sweet. Um, during, and you were a part of this, Alicia, uh, the February freeze, Texas. Oh boy. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Here we, we go. Side by side during that. <laughs> uh, but that was a catastrophe on Paul Davis. And if, for people who don't know, like catastrophes like hurricanes or something that happens, that's very drastic. A lot of people are affected. Um, our queues will start to grow very large <laughs> because people are submitting claims or they need assistance. Um, but with that being said, there was one lady uh, who called in and she did have a concern because um, she was actually uh, dispatched to an office, but the office wasn't able to make it to her. So she was told that someone would be coming um, to essentially assist, but when she was calling back, it's when I realized that that was going to be in limbo, I was uh, in a position where I needed to, like, I don't, because you're telling somebody who just had something very drastic to them, I'm very sorry we don't have uh, someone who is able to assist. Now, on top of that, um, I can understand how frustrated, concerned, and upset she was. And I decided uh, to help her further by looking for somebody else in the area. 
and giving her contacts because she simply did not know what to do next. She was flustered. She was shocked. She had like even as something as simple as going on Google. And I don't know if she had access to the Internet at the time yeah. um, to look for another uh, person to assist. Uh, she wasn't able to do that. And I did assist her with that. Um, I got her basically hooked up with somebody else who was able to come out. But the thing is, as and me knowing that I did that for her, it was one thing. But the fact is she called two weeks later just to thank me for doing that. And I was the one who answered the call. No so, way. Yeah, I, I swear. And it was one of those things where it's like, this doesn't happen very often. But no. even thinking of like me, bringing it up now is giving me goosebumps because I mm-hmm. it definitely touched me. And I was just very happy that I genuinely knew that I did help someone. Um, even though if it was, and like I said, it was something that would have developed into a very large concern, but at the end of the day, she needed assistance. Um, and I'm just happy that she she called back and it was just literally just thank me. And she got me on the phone. I was the one who answered and it was very oh. small, so. Yeah. What a so, full, full circle moment, though, yeah, honestly. Very much so. And two things on that. One, I'm offended that we did work side by side through Texas, and I never heard that story. And oh, I'm pretty second, sure I mentioned it. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, yeah, there was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it a wee bit of a chaos. Um, yeah. And the <laughs> second thing, when you think about the amount of people that we had answering phones in that time and yeah. and not just Paul Davis phone makers, we had people from other brands helping. We had people from our leadership team helping. Everyone was in the queue. The fact that you were the one to receive that call naturally in our I know. queue. I know. It's pretty that's insane. Amazing. I even it's said that. To be. From my understanding, I was like, wow, I, <laughs> I'm the one who answered this call. That's amazing. So <laughs> it was incredible. It's just that that's like what we're here for today to talk about these type of circumstances and how we change people's lives when we're just trying to be empathetic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was very nice. It's very sweet. And that's one just story I will take with me the rest of my life and remember. So, yeah. Great. Now, Ori, follow that. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a couple months. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I get a lot of like older people on the phone. Um, and the one lady that I spoke to maybe last week, she kept saying like, I don't want to repeat my story again. Like, I don't want to repeat it again. I don't want to have to say this and go through it all again. And I was like, yeah, like I completely understand. And so I think I spoke with her for maybe about 45 minutes on the phone. Um, and at the end of it, she was just saying, like, like, thank you so much for just listening to me. Like, I'm like in my 80s. I'm like not doing well with my health wise. And just that the office was, I guess, to her, like, in her opinion, was doing something that was concerning. And so it's just just taking a moment, just listening to people, I think, is a lot about what our job is. And because there's not so much that we can do, but relay a message. But just being there with them and like feeling their emotions and making sure that they know they're not alone in it and that they can have help, I think is just a big one. So yeah, John, like that's fantastic for you. And honestly, like that's just so cool that you're not, we're not working just to get money for the brand. Like you're working to help people. And if you can do that by any means necessary, like fantastic. So good job, John. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, she was happy. That's for sure. It, I, I go back to hurricane, I think it was Delta. It was either Laura or Delta. And it was my first real hurricane experience with Paul Davis. And um, I, I was calling a, a woman to say, 
the office will be in touch. We're experiencing high volumes and just keep her in the loop there. And um, she just kept like no prompting. She just kept talking about the damage and the experience and what was going on and how she wasn't able to get back to her house. And she just wanted to share and vent and, and someone to lean on. And, and it was a longer call and we just kept talking. And then she pauses for a second and she says, I'm so sorry. I know I'm talking too much. And the fact that I could then hold the power to turn her day around by saying, please don't apologize tell me anything you absolutely want to, we are here for you. And then just flipping that call and that comfort was really like, that is what we get to do every day. For sure. Yeah. And I like, I love that we have that impact. It's special. That's for sure. It is. So if someone were to ask you, um, what is empathy and how do I display it? So you both, um, John, you've been a team lead and Ori, you are currently one of our team leads. So if you were training someone, for example, and, and they said, well, how do I do that? That's a foreign concept to me. How would you inspire them? Um, well, I, I'll start if you don't mind, John. No, no worries. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're so polite. Um, <laughs> I do try. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that a lot of the times, like if you're not like inclined to be an empathetic person yourself, it is going to be very difficult for you to display that empathy and in such a way where it seems like it's genuine instead of you like forcing yourself to be empathetic. Um, so I think that something that really works like for me at least is like, why don't you just imagine what somebody's going through? Like I've never been in a situation where like I've had a huge like fire to my home or a drastic like water event or anything like that. And it's like, like you're, you say every day and you take these things for granted where it's like, I have a home, I have uh, food to eat. I have people that love me. They're all here, but there's a lot of people that don't have those things or the things that got taken away from them. And just, just to take a step back, realize how privileged you are to be not going through something like that and to say, how bad would that be if I had gone through that? And then in, on the other side of him, on the other hand of that is also just thinking like, this also isn't about me right now. Like you shouldn't be thinking about, oh, what am I going to do in 20 minutes from now? Or what am I going to do here? It's fully immersing yourself and being sympathetic and empathetic to the person that you're speaking with, um, as opposed to saying like, how is this going to impact me? Or am I going to feel like crappy afterwards for having to listen to all these bad things? So I think just wiping out any kind of selfishness and just putting yourself into that person's shoes and saying, what would I want somebody to say to me? It's like the best thing you can really do for it to be like an empathetic listener. Yep. Absolutely. I, um, if I was just training somebody, you know, and I came across that, I feel like I would let them know to search Google and type in the word empathy. No, I'm kidding. I would not be empathetic. I would, I would, That's I would, fake empathy. <laughs> I would very much say empathy is how you listen and share emotions. It's the truth. If you are able to uh, get on the same page with someone as they're uh, displaying a concern, have the same type of tone, but also put yourself in their shoes, that is displaying empathy. And um, we all have our ways of doing it, but you just need to realize that you are not just simply putting them off and saying, oh, that sucks. That you're mm -hmm. saying, oh, well, yeah, uh, you're 
technician didn't show up at the appointment today. I'm very sorry for that. I know if I was in your shoes and especially if I had things planned, that, that would put a damper in my day. So let me try to help you out the best I can. That's a very good example of being empathetic. I just related, I sort of stated and related. That's the tactic that I use. So, yeah. Nice. R&R, so, we love it. Yeah, R&R. John, <laughs> as you just took the Webster's Dictionary definition of empathy by sharing emotions, um, yeah. There's a, there is a difference between sharing emotion and holding or taking on that emotion. So when a customer is either expressing a concern or they are very emotional, or maybe they're irate about something, it may have nothing to do with the service they've been provided. Maybe they're just having a bad day. Um, So when you come across that negative interaction, how do you remain engaged in that moment and not take it personally or not carry that with you? Now, that's another great question, because taking things personally is something that some people, well, a lot of people can struggle with. Um, As Oriana points to herself. (laughs) If somebody is having a bad day and they're calling in, I mean, that's something we need to be prepared for, first of all. Like, we're prepared for concerns regardless. But um, if someone's having a bad day, you still need to be able to match their tone. Regardless of what's going on in their lives, you need to, you're not going to just speak over them. You're not going to interrupt. You're going to be in a very monotone way when you're speaking to them. And, and if they're louder, you know, just kind of get bringing it up to their speed. But with that being said, uh, I personally, uh, from working at Tim Hortons uh, earlier on in my life, I was there for eight years and I worked, you know, the till. I did, I mean, I did everything there, baking, everything, supervising. Um, but customers there, like you're dealing with them face to face. And I found that in like in my earlier years, especially being 18, that was very hard to co- uh, deal with having somebody, you know, say something that's was designed to insult you or uh, try to put you down. Um, it's very hard to deal with at the start. But what I personally did was just start to realize that uh, or understand that these people have stuff going on in their lives just as much as I do. And um, if I were to take it personally, that means my entire day now is ruined because I find myself thinking back to it on at times when I shouldn't be. Uh, and I'm constantly thinking back to that point. Well, there's everything in your day that you're was supposed to think about or do. And it's being blocked now by a, a circumstance that happened that was probably like 10 to 20 seconds long. I realized how that was affecting me mentally. And I, and I just decided, like, I need to build a shield around me to deflect these. And I did. And it was over those, you know, the, the time that I just got a lot better at that. And even to today, I mean, you can call me anything. <laughs> it's not going to really affect me. Um, I'm just simply here to help. And every person's uh, has a, or sorry, every person has a unique circumstance. And we just try to gauge how we deal with it at that time. So, Yeah. Um, just to go off of that, I think there's like should be an importance of leaving work at work because um, things that things that happen to you at work, it's like, OK, you know what you're getting yourself into in the customer service industry. There's going to be good customer service and there's going to be bad. And at times you're going to have to get the brunt end of it. Uh, like you said, John, just letting it water off a duck's back, moving on with your day, because again, it's not personal. It's not directed at towards you. These people don't even know you. They only know what's going on in their life. And unfortunately, they don't have an outlet to vent out their negative energy. And so they're using you as a punching bag. 
Yep. Um, unfortunately, it's very common in our industry, something that you do have to get used to. And if you do let it eat away at you, then you're just going to be like not empathetic towards people at home and then take out your anger at them when they had nothing to do with that. So I completely agree with you. Just leaving work at work, um, knowing that that is your job. And if you can't handle that, then it may be some like to try to find another job that you feel more comfortable at. You want to have a mantra too. Like, yeah. like I will say out loud, this will not affect my day. Mm-hmm. Let yourself hear it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> On how, yeah. how far that can Mind go. over matter. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I would also flip that and say, leave home at home. And yep. you walk Agreed. into you walk into work and anything that you're experiencing outside of those walls, you can exactly. come back to that later. It's the exact same um idea the other way around because while someone while you're at work may affect you, you want to leave that at work. And while you may be dealing with something at home, you could easily affect someone while at work. So it's, it's really learning to separate the two. Absolutely. So I don't think I'm allowed to keep you for too, too much longer because our customers need you, John. Well, don't we have like a rap battle that we're going to do on Friday or something? No, I'm just kidding. What? When when Brandon is in, yes, we will treat our (laughs) listeners to a lovely rap battle. John gave me a taste guys. You're in for a treat. (laughs) Buddy, can I be the background vocals like that? Ooh, like every once in a while. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the beat. Oh, okay. All right. You can yep. box, right? Yeah. Why not? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a, a YouTube class and I'll get back to you tomorrow. Time, time for a new skill to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. okay, I, I do want to say something first though, Alicia, I know you're looking to wrap it up, but it is an honor for you to ask me to be on this podcast. And I'm sure Ori feels the same way. I look up to you and the fact you reached out to me to be on your podcast within the first week, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. (laughs) So I really want you to know how much that, uh, you know, I I took that with, um, it made me happy. I'm just going to say that. So thank you. (laughs) Well, I am honored to host you. I can't tell you how, so this has been in the works since May. um, And seeing it live is like when we talk about have pride in what you do this is it and it's so it's so much fun to be able to see it come to fruition but it's even more fun to be able to involve like you said your friends and family that you come to work to it's so much fun to be able to really collaborate and involve with everyone that I work with so um you may feel honored to be here and I'm honored to have you so thank you for saying yes really and (laughs) Ori, thank you as well. Oh and goodness. before <laughs> before I let both of you go, I do want to know what is something that you try to do personally or professionally or both? And the keyword is try because we're not all perfect to live mm-hmm. in the moment every day. Hmm, that's a good one. Um, personally, and I guess professionally, is I just try not to think back to bad memories that happened to me or bad things that happened at, in my life or at work, because you can definitely stay up for hours, like regretting something or wishing that something went down differently, but it's way too late to change that. And it happened for a reason. So you're in the place you are. I don't like really looking in the back at all. I think it's good to have goals set and move towards them for future um, it just makes me feel a little better. And then maybe the anxiety is a little less as well. Yep. I love that. 
I was going to say, sometimes it's easier to frown certain days. Mm -hmm. um, if you work hard to put on a smell, I mean, if you work hard for anything, there's always a good benefit to it or a reward. So I just keep yeah. Yeah, attitude is a big part of everything, yeah. in my opinion, too. And coffee, you know, start your day with it. <laughs> <laughs> or tea, you know, I know there's tea drinkers here. So. Thank you for including me. I am the tea drinker, <laughs> not the coffee drinker. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I am the uh, too much Starbucks caffeine drinker. As oh, I am aware does. of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a problem. It's okay, a problem just as, when they know me by name. For sure. <laughs> Wait, they already have it written on you for each day of the week before you come in. There has gotten to a point where I have pulled up to the drive-thru and they've just been like, come on through, Alicia. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, just so everybody's aware, Alicia stopped by my house um, on the weekend. She pulled up on a motorcycle with her dog and Starbucks. That's amazing. So it was no, that is amazing. <laughs> in a cup holder. Oh, my goodness. With a puppuccino, probably. Too. Yeah, it was it was Alicia, her mother April, and then they have a little carrying case on the back oh where Louie is tethered in. That's so <laughs> it cute. looks it was the best thing as I'm sitting in my window and I watched them <laughs> go by the house, not noticing that it was my house. We can see like, the numbers. Yeah, I was like, that's Alicia for sure. It is. <laughs> you just oh, see Louie oh. in the back, just loving life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for having us. I will let you go. All right. Wow. Good, good, good John, do you want to host from now on? <laughs> you're, you're hired. <laughs> well, you Mr. Communication. Just Mr. Special Communication. Every, every once in a while, just, you know, if you, need, if you need me to record it, too, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, we're going to need you for the rap battle. So. Yeah. 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 I, Brandon is unaware of this, but <laughs> yeah, I will. Oh, Brandon's in. I can already tell. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for making time for me. Uh, thank you, John, for stepping away from your actual job and Ori for coming in on your day off. Um, no problem. We really appreciate it. I think everyone's going to get a kick out of this and I hope that everyone has something to take away. So thank you. And I will chat with you soon on the interwebs, I'm sure. <laughs> Of course. And if you haven't checked out the first podcast, please do listen to the first one. <laughs> what are these people doing? They just skipped ahead and just were so excited to listen to you too that they're like, no, no, we can't listen to the first episode. We have to listen to the first Of course. It's like when you see who's in the episode with it, and you're like, oh, I got to go to that one first. <laughs> yeah. Oriana and John are there. They brought the sunshine. John is the sunshine. Okay. It all comes full circle, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we could chat for hours. Okay. Love you both. Thank All you. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Love ya. <laughs> what did I tell you? It is so much fun to get to work with these two and the entire TLS team every day. I hope this conversation sparked something for you when you think about engagement and listening. It's that difference between hearing and listening, because when we listen, we can really make a true impact. I loved what we said about multitasking and really listening to understand versus listening to respond. You don't realize it until after the fact, but we can so easily get caught up in our own thoughts and our own response when someone else is speaking. And if you're able to practice that awareness and effective listening, it really does impact the quality of conversation and the interaction that you're having. 
Thank you so much for subscribing. And if this is your first time listening, thank you in advance for subscribing. A wise man by the name of Rob Lowe once said, if you tell two friends, then they will tell two friends, who will then tell two friends, and together we can change the world. Next week, we dive into part two of our path to caribou culture and learn more about the innovation and growth of TLS. I can't wait for you to hear that one. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need a little gin.